0: i'm tom tote i'm the director of the alabama district office of the u.s small business administration the district office is located in birmingham and we have a staff of seven who cover all 67 counties in alabama
1: oh wow i didn't realize that so you guys are pretty hard working crew <laughs>
0: yeah. side to side and north to south
1: i love it Now, a little birdie told me that you actually used to work here at the Cowan County Chamber of Commerce.
0: Is that true? That's true. Uh, Both my wife and I are Aniston natives. And uh, I got out of the Army in, uh, what was it, 1984. I'm dating myself now. And I went to work for the Chamber of Commerce and was fortunate enough to be there for, I think, six years. And I moved on and did retail development for the city of Aniston for a while and then did a variety of other things until I finally found my way to the Small Business Administration back in 2008 so i've been doing this for 12 years now
1: so you have a long history working with small businesses i love it
0: yep and i i uh, was a small business for a while i had my own marketing firm back in anniston um some years ago
1: oh so if you still had it i probably i might have run into you that way
0: (laughs) yeah i i closed it it was uh untenable you know i was doing other things and Mm -hmm. i was at a at a you know the fork in the road so it's uh, right yogi bear said when you come to a fork in the road take it so i did And uh,
1: <laughs> well i helped you get in that mindset too of what what small businesses are looking for definitely
0: it does and it gave me a sense of, of what small businesses you know are up against too so uh the sad thing is that i didn't know back then about all the assets and resources that the sba had available for small businesses so that's that that kind of fuels my my goal of, of educating our audiences, and the audience changes almost every day. Hardly a week goes by that we don't get a call from somebody wanting to know how to join the Small Business Association. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, tell, I, I always want to tell them, I say, send us $200, we'll put you on a committee and send you a membership plaque, uh, and you're good to go. But <laughs> I don't. I explained that we're part of the executive branch of the federal government, so our administrator and several other folks uh, in our um, agency are um, nominated by the president and confirmed by the Senate. Oh, wow. So we have a, a parallel structure in our agency, we have uh, federal civil service careerists, and then we have a parallel uh, structure of political um, folks. Which is typical of many federal agencies. So,
1: yeah so I'm learning so much today. Thank you for telling me that. That's that's crazy.
0: <laughs> and uh, we've been around since 1953. We were established by the uh, cleverly named Small Business Act. that <laughs> brought us into being. And in fact, Alabama then Alabama Senator John Sparkman was instrumental in uh, in our creation back then. So. Uh, because he he was a Democrat and uh, the White House was occupied by a Republican, uh, Eisenhower. So um, back then, it was easier for the two two parties to cross the aisle and get things done, it seems. Mm -hmm. So we were established uh, basically to help small businesses start, grow, and succeed. And our mission statement is still essentially the same thing we have just had new programs come on and some have gone away but but we still work in in the primary focus areas that we always have
1: so i know we're going to focus on small businesses and what each of us can do for um for those owners but one thing we've kind of worked on um as a chamber is we're trying to recognize some of our certain uh, designated businesses. So there's minority owned, there's woman owned, there's veteran owned. So let's elaborate a little bit more like, what does that mean for businesses having those designations?
0: Okay. Uh, The biggest impact for small business having those designations um, is in the realm of uh, government contracting. The federal government is the biggest purchaser of goods and services I guess anywhere, um, over a half a trillion dollars a year in things that the government buys. Um, And by law, 23% of federal contracting has to be set aside for small businesses in different categories. Uh, For instance, of that 23%, 5% are set aside for small and disadvantaged businesses, 5% for women-owned, 3% for HUBZone certified. HUBZone is historically underutilized business zone. And that's a program, that's a place-based program that's tied to low to moderate uh, income census tracts. And then 3% are service-disabled veteran-owned set-asides. So, um, the, so the biggest asset to a small business having those certifications is that if they if they're selling goods or services to the federal government, then it helps them to be more competitive because they don't have to compete with 40 million other small businesses for the same thing. Um, they can, depending on the program they're in, they can they're eligible to receive uh set aside in sole source contracts so they don't have to compete they still have to market themselves to the uh contracting officers uh and a lot of that goes on as you might imagine up in uh, huntsville because that's such a hotbed of government contracting up there Uh, some in anniston at redstone i mean at uh anniston army depot used to be a bunch at mcclellan we still have some there with the uh the uh homeland security installation there uh, so, so that's that's a that's a big deal. Um, and I was going somewhere with that, and I <laughs> <laughs> completely threw myself off on the curve. Oh yeah. So uh, with government contracting, that's that's the biggest impact that they have. So, let's say if if somebody is in has one of these designations, and they post that in a couple of places, if they're going to do business with the government. Then uh, they have to be registered in a database called SAM, System for Awards Management. And that's a huge, massive, I hate it, GSA database uh, operated by GSA. And that's how the government lets contracts and pays vendors. And, uh, SBA resource partners, we have great resource partners in Alabama. We have the small business development centers, such as the one at Jack State. We have those all over the state at the four-year universities. We have Women's Business Center, one in Huntsville and soon one in Clanton, Alabama. We have a a Veterans Business Outreach Center, actually in Mississippi, that services the state of Alabama very well for for veterans things. And then we have a a SCORE network as well. SCORE is all volunteers, and they're folks that were in business or are still in business, and they volunteer their time and pay it forward. We have a a chapter in Anniston, one in Birmingham, uh, Montgomery, Huntsville, and Mobile. So, and and all of, all of those resource partners are unique in that all of the services they provide in behalf of SBA are uh, at no cost to the uh, small business because we discovered that one of the one of the three things that uh, small businesses need is expertise and assistance, mentoring and counseling. So on the front end from pre-emergent on through the entire business lifecycle, these resource partners that are partially funded by SBA and partially funded by the universities and the sponsoring institutions, uh, they will provide services, classes, instruction um, to these small businesses at no cost to them. And the SBDCs, for instance, do a good job on government contracting, how to get certified and how to get registered in SAM. And the other place uh, that the information in SAM shows up is in a thing called Dynamic Small Business Search, DSBS, which is a, a, a free access, a public access database that government contractors can use to when they're searching for an 8A company or a woman-owned company or something like that. And uh, the the page that a, a business has on dynamic small business search, DSBS, is like their company resume. So it tells a potential customer what their capabilities are, the experience they have with other contracts, the certifications that they have, and things like that. So folks can contact the SBDC. Uh, Or the PTAC, which is Procurement Technical Assistance Counselor, which are co-located with the SBDCs and get assistance on how to get into government contracting, how to get signed up, registered, because with any government program, there's steps you have to take in a certain order and hoops to jump through in order to uh, successfully, you know, get into the playing pool, as it were. And the SBDCs and our resource partners are great about helping folks do that. So that the, the uh, contra- government contracting, that's an terribly circuitous answer to your question, but <laughs> government contracting is the biggest payoff for uh, those designations, such as woman-owned, service-disabled, veteran-owned, HUBZone, and the others. And the other way it helps them is if a larger company is looking uh, for a mentor-protege relationship, uh, then they, then they. A lot of times, they will search out one of these companies too, because it helps um, it helps the small company to bring them along along in a, in the mentoring, the protege relationship, and it teaches the small businesses about how to do business with the government and gets them up and ready and helps provide growth and stability for them as well.
1: Nice, Santa. It's funny you brought up the Small Business Development Center. I think. I think I just heard in the past week or so that we're the <clears throat> top source of referrals the chamber is for the Small Business Development Center. So it's good. We partner with them a lot. So it's yeah. it's nice to hear that they're.
0: And we do too. When, when people call us, we take a lot of calls in the in the district office, and we're all teleworking right now. Well, we have one person in the office today, but we're all teleworking. All our all of our, our desk phones are forwarded to our cell phones, and we've learned that you know we, we're about ninety nine point nine percent efficient doing it that way because other than meeting people face to face and not many people are meeting face to face these days, but everything else we can do via telephone and computer. So um, we refer a lot of people, you know, somebody calls us and says, I want to know about getting into business. What's there for me? We find out where they're calling from and we refer them to the SBDC or other resource partner that's that covers the service area that they're in. So,
1: nice. um, So, are there any special programs or services you guys are currently offering that you want to let our business community know about?
0: Well, we're in a, a little bit of flux right now. Um, we still are accepting applications for idle uh, loans, economic injury disaster loans based on the pandemic, COVID-19. And that is a direct loan made by the SBA to the borrower and that's handled by our office of disaster assistance so somebody can go to sba.gov and scroll down to the link on apply for an idle. we call them IDLs, economic injury disaster loan Uh, our regular 7a loan and 504 loan and microloan programs are in effect and operating Um, other things that are related to covid19 we had the uh restaurant recovery fund which is closed now there was overwhelming demand for that yeah so that is that's closed in terms of uh uh taking applications but they're sorting through all the applications now and making those awards and that's actually a, a grant and then uh, the other one is the um, shuttered venue operators grant which is still accepting um, applications and that too is a grant and folks can go to SBA.gov and apply online for that. <clears throat> and then everything else that we have is uh, you know still in effect. I, I mentioned micro loans. those are made by SBA licensed microlenders up to 50000 thousand. And then our 7A, which is our flagship loan, are made by um, lenders just like the, the paycheck protection program. Uh, loans were a type of 7A loan, so they're made by a lender, and they're guaranteed by the SBA. Oh, and we had a, a huge expansion of our 7A lenders uh, because of the PPP program. A lot of lenders wanted to come aboard that had not been involved in uh, SBA lending prior to But that program is closed, too, by the way, unless Congress decides to reopen it or put some more money in it or whatever, because the only authority we have to run programs or for funding are the things that Congress gives us. And the uh, House and the Senate Small Business Committees provide oversight for our agency.
1: Oh, wow. So that could get tied up for a while. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, our our higher ups, our administrator and our deputy administrator and our associate administrators who are over the program offices are the folks that have to go testify. Fortunately, all that happens way above my pay grade. Uh, SBA is a fairly small agency. Before COVID, we had uh, about 3,000 employees. But um, in order to meet the demand for the Paycheck Protection Program servicing and the EIDL servicing, um, especially the Office of Disaster Assistance has hired thousands of contractors to help uh, man the helm and, and keep the pumps running and things like that. So at the moment, we're a not so small agency. I guess we will shrink back after after the COVID thing flares down and we get back to more what passes for normal. Mm-hmm. Um the uh, Alabama district office is one of 68 district offices that SBA maintains throughout the country. So every state has at least one and some states have more than that. For instance, Florida has two, one in Miami, one in Jacksonville, Texas and California have six each. And then there's a smattering of, of additionals elsewhere. But for the most part, each state has a single district office. And we come under the office of field operations because we're the we're the outward facing the customer facing part of sba and then uh, the office of capital access as the name implies is where the money comes from through the loan programs the office of disaster assistance uh, disaster loans come from them Uh, the office of entrepreneurial development which oversees our resource partners the sbdcs the uh, women's business centers the score chapters the veterans business centers and uh, a new one is the Community Navigator Program, which is coming on board. Um, the, uh, they should That's gonna be a, a grant program that SBA is offering and, and they should be sending out a, a funding notice uh, probably September, uh, somewhere around there. But the Community Navigators are entities that will be set up to help people in typically underserved communities like rural and other underserved markets to help them find and locate all the resources and programs that are available to them. Because we have issues in Alabama, for instance, uh, in the rural areas and in the Black Belt in particular down down south, with uh, a lack of infrastructure in terms of uh, high-speed internet, um, wireless Wi-Fi and things like that. So folks in those areas have more challenges that we don't think about typically being in a more urbanized area. Mm-hmm. Like Anniston or Birmingham or even rural Talladega County, where I'm speaking to you from today.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I live in Piedmont, so I completely understand.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't, to, I haven't been to Piedmont in a while. I need to get back up there.
1: You should. We've got some good stuff going on.
0: I was up there. The last time I was there was a small business Saturday, not this past year, but because of COVID, but the year before that. Oh. I was up there with uh, folks from the uh, SBDC at Jack State, and we were calling on small businesses and just having a good time. Some cool businesses up there.
1: Yes, it's never a dull moment up in Piedmont, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so I read in the Anderson Star. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, so, I know, you know, we brought up how the pandemic, you know, whenever it's closer to normal or slows down. Um, as far as things improving since 2020, have you noticed any trends in small businesses rebounding from 2020? Or
0: I think so, because up until the last couple of weeks, like most of the calls we were getting had to do with the PPP program or the EIDL program or something like that. <laughs> and now most of the calls we're getting are... I want to start a business. Uh, you know, is there is there any help that I can get? So it's back to yeah. normal in terms of the traffic. So we're back to making referrals to the SBDC and, and the other resource partners. And we're talking about the loan programs and the other things that are available for folks.
1: That's definitely good news. I know we're, we're having more ribbon cuttings and grand openings. So I think we can echo that trend you're noticing, which is... Yeah. A blessing.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll be. I'm kind of waiting with bated breath to see when the uh, when the state business profile comes out from our office of advocacy. They they publish those every year, and it shows you the number of small businesses in each state. And I'll I'll send you the new one when it comes out. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what the physical count of small businesses pre COVID and now will look like. I, I just don't know. I know that there's been a terrible attrition rate. But on the same on the same hand, there have been some new businesses that sprang up. You know, people that got laid off or whatever from their previous job because right. of COVID, and they say, "I may as well start start a business." And you know, a lot of people are doing that. So,
1: I know I've noticed a lot of people, um, just like you said, they might have got laid off or they quit just for their family or their safety and um, home based businesses, which are harder to see because you know they're they're in your neighborhoods they're not so much a storefront out when you go out into town but i think it you know people are appreciating the working remote and being at home with the family a lot
0: yeah i've been reading that a lot of employees would rather quit than have to go back to the office or the workplace or whatever
1: oh yeah i see that a lot in the bigger cities i know in the rural areas it's uh, <clears throat> a little dicey but <laughs> yeah
0: yeah well it's supply and demand there there's less supply in the rural areas than there is in uh in the urban areas
1: this is true so as far as maybe what's coming up or even just in general being a small business owner what do you think is like the one big hurdle holding people back or is it one problem that's comprised of several smaller problems it's
0: you know it's a lot of things really because if you look at a say a mid-sized business that has um a distribution of labor you know Personnel and marketing and things like that, then they can get there can be more efficient because they have people to do it. But with a real small business, for instance, when I had my marketing firm, I was I was the CEO, I was the janitor, I was accounts payable, I was receivables, I was everything, you know. And the the challenge for me as a marketing firm was. How do I cast a larger shadow than what I really have? So, and this was a long time ago. I'm, again, I'm dating myself, but it was before the proliferation of cell phones and stuff like that. So, I had an answering service. And when I, mine was a home based business. And when I left the office, I would switch to my answering service. And uh, that way, if somebody called me, for, for all they knew, I had three floors on a high rise building and receptionist and all kinds of assistance. So, uh, but it, but it gave me time to do the things I needed to do. And I, I spent half my time trying to figure out who I wanted to see to make a pitch to. And then I spent the other half of my time trying to get in to see them. And that's one of the things about uh, programs that the SBA has in contracting, for instance. Uh, our SBDCs and our PTACs, our Procurement Technical Assistance Counselors and our Small Business Development Centers, do a thing called a... Uh, um, Oh, good! I just went to the Bahamas. Um, <laughs> uh, what is the term? We haven't had one in a while because of the COVID. Um, but anyway, it's it's like speed dating for business, where the contracting officers will come in and they will sit across from vendors and they have like ten or fifteen minutes, and the small business can tell them about their capabilities. Um, and to me, that's one of the. Even though I can't remember the name of it, I'm I'm old. I'm gonna I'm gonna fall back on my age, but. Uh, to me, that's one of the better things that we do, and I hope we get back to those. They're doing them virtually now, which is okay, I guess, but with the uh, technical stuff, can go right. can go wrong. So I've been kicked out of a lot of Yahoo's and Zoom rooms in my in the last 15 months. So <laughs> <laughs> not because of reprehensible behavior, just technological <laughs> glitches. So. I
1: understand.
0: Yeah, like the breakout rooms you can do, yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our agency uses... Uh, uh, Microsoft Teams, which works pretty well most of the time.
1: Yeah, a lot of our team members that are associated with the federal government, that's what they've been authorized to use as, team, or, yeah, as Teams. Yeah, it's Teams. Yeah.
0: We've had and to we be a little
1: flexible.
0: Out, we started out using Zoom, and then apparently our IT folks thought there were some security issues with it, so they kind of backed away from it. Mm-hmm. But our, our IT network security guys are so paranoid that they won't be happy until none of us can get on the network, Then <laughs> it will be completely secure.
1: Yes, as a husband that works in communications, I, uh, I understand this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, com- computer stuff just amazes me. I mean, I can I can turn it on and use it some, but the guys in the back room that make it all home, that, that amazes me.
1: Oh, yeah. <coughs> See, the cable's all organized. I'm like, I'm glad you guys know what all this does. And- yeah.
0: And that's going to be a challenge for small business too, because they're going to have to be internet savvy. Um, you know, if and you mentioned the home-based businesses, um, if they don't have a physical presence, they have to have a virtual presence mm-hmm. somewhere. And, you know, there, there are a lot of, uh, bulletin boards like Etsy and, and, and Pinterest and things like that where people can get started. Uh, but then they, if they, um, if they're getting a lot of sales, then they got to be able to fulfill those sales. Right. And that's one of the quickest ways to lose sales is not to fulfill a shipment once you got an order. So they have to have the mechanism in place. And the thing I started to talk about a while ago, the challenge for a small business owner is if he or she has to do all those tasks themselves, then it makes it difficult for them um, to get everything done. So a, a small business owner has to. But by definition, they can't know what they don't know. So that's why we have information resources available to them at sba.gov and at the small business development centers to help them plow through stuff and figure out what they need and where they can get what they need. So whether it's counseling and mentoring and advice, or whether it's financial assistance, or whether it's access to contracting, whether it's whether they have a contract and they need a, a bond, bonding for it, SBA has a bond program available. So we're, I mean, we, we're not a hide bound, uh, you know, we're, we're not your, one of our administrators said a few years ago, we're, we're not your grandfather's SBA. So I think that's borrowing a, a marketing slogan from a from an automobile manufacturer so our agency, our agency has had to adapt and be flexible too because the technology has changed the times have changed the needs have changed i mean back in the day you know a guy would a lady would start a business and they would run it and they'd have mainframe they'd hope to have mainframe computers but now you know kids start and run businesses on their phone their smartphone so so Fortunately, we have people in our agency that know how to do that too.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> Another cheerleader. Go, go!
1: I know. At some point, this I don't yeah. even know if I'll be wearing anything on my wrist. I, maybe not smart. It'll be like a hologram, and I just move around my finger where I think it. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll probably get, we'll probably get to that point.
1: Yeah. Was <laughs> there anything else you want to share with us about the SBA this morning?
0: Let's see. Uh, we have another program that was dormant last year because of COVID, but it's called Emerging Leaders. And it's a uh, our class for this year has made up. We have two cohorts, one in Birmingham and one in Mobile, and they're meeting virtually this year. So that should bode well. But it's a, a uh, it's billed as like a uh, like a master's degree level course because what it does it brings together business owners and these are folks who have owned their own business for at least two or three years they have at least one other employee and have a certain level of annual revenues in the business and it's designed to help them loft their business to the next level it's been very successful um, just watching our cohorts our graduates from birmingham to see the, the contracts that they get and the boards that they get appointed to which raises their visibility Mm-hmm. Uh, the camaraderie that it gives him, because within the within this thirteen-week course. Uh, They basically will will redevelop their own growth plan or develop their own growth plan for their own business. And then they meet in little CEO groups, breakout groups, and they they present their plans and they learn how to read and understand their financial statements. They they under they learn how other people perceive their financial statements. They get access to contracts and legal stuff and things like that. So it's a really good program and I hope we will have it again next year. That's subject to funding year by year, but
1: Right.
0: I wanna I wanna plant that seed with folks. Emerging leaders is what it's called. So and you can go to SBA.gov and, and slash emerging leaders and should be able to find something on it.
1: Good deal. Well, I'll have all the links to this stuff in the episode description, but I just want to thank you so much for speaking to me this morning, Tom. And um You're I welcome. learned a lot. <laughs> I know our listeners will as well. Hopefully if they're a business owner. Um, They can reach out to you, or if they have anything in the chamber and the Small Business Development Center, we are more than happy to help you get there.
0: Appreciate that, and anything we can do to help the chamber, uh, please don't hesitate to let us know. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for the invitation today.
1: No, I'm glad we got to get you.
0: (laughs) Anytime. You know, when you when you work for the federal government, you're just happy to be invited anywhere. So. Oh.
1: Well, Tom, all right. I will let you go, but thank you again. Um, And yes, I will totally be looking for that the business profile. Whenever you get that, I'd love to see that. Sounds
0: good. I'll shoot it to you. Perfect.
1: Thank you again. We'll see you. Thanks,
0: Ashley. Have a good day.
1: You too. Bye-bye. Bye.